0: What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 91 of the WorkPrint's Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, the Elden Lord, and I'm being joined by the tarnished Bilal. What's up, Bilal?
1: I was actually about to call you an Elden Lord, but I'm glad you uh, <laughs> took the opportunity to just like embrace it. You're already there. Uh, how's it feel to be a demigod? Uh, It, it, feels, it feels good, man.
0: Um... I mean, let's, well, I guess we'll go right ahead, go straight into it. I talked about it last week, how I had only been playing Elder Ring. And I can't remember the last time I played a game that I became this obsessed with. And to the point where, like I said last week, if I wasn't playing it, I was thinking about it. Right? and Or I was talking to people about it. I... Finished it. When did I send you that message? Monday night?
1: I think it was Monday night.
0: Okay, so I knew I was close to the end, I think Saturday. I went to go do an optional boss and decided that I wanted to get this optional boss done before I finished the game. Well, I must have spent 400 tries on this optional boss.
1: Is this the woman option? It is. Okay, the one that everyone has considered the hardest. It from is. It is. And
0: it was one of those things where I talked about before, I went with the intelligence dex build. I was leaning more into intelligence by the end of my run. I was just having a lot more fun with um, the spells. And there are times when you're I'm playing that game where it feels like going intelligence or faith, basically being a sorcerer of, of some sort, feels like easy mode, right? Mm -hmm. You just feel so so powerful against certain bosses and certain enemy types. And then there are other times where you realize that the trade off is you get one shot by everything. There's just you, you more or less cannot get hit. This particular boss has very quick attacks that are very hard to dodge. And one particular series of attacks one particular combo that is pretty much impossible to dodge. So I ended up having to use a shield. And you can block part of it, but because of how many strikes are in it, if you didn't run away from the first couple combo, well, the first couple sections of her very long combo string, then you were going to get, your poise was going to get broken. So you weren't going to be able to block it. I struggle with this boss literally for like 3 days straight. Had friends come in and try to co-op it with me. Uh went and just left started fighting other enemies to get my level up. I by the time I was fighting her, my intelligence was somewhere around 85.
1: Jesus, what yes. level were you?
0: <laughs> I think when I was fighting her, I was level around level 150 or 151. Okay. The problem is, is my vigor or health in this case was only 23, 25, 25 maybe. And so I, I, I watched the stream where somebody else was taken on this particular boss and their <laughs> health bar and their stamina bar was two and a half times mine. And they were actually able to survive a couple of hits. So there are times in that game where I feel like some builds make you feel like a God and others make you feel like worthless trash um, I ended up giving up on the boss and deciding that I was just going to push through and just beat the game it is what it is it's an optional boss I'm not gonna beat it even though I did a lot of work leading up to this point just to get to that boss and to do the kind of the storyline that goes with her and then a friend of mine the next day is like hey I beat her uh, there is one particular Ash of War, one particular move that you can do that makes that first phase kind of meaningless. Ooh. And you can just basically, you can stun lock her. And so I don't, you know, I don't want to give Swellers away, but that's what I ended up doing. <laughs> is I went yep. and instead of finding that Ash of War, I actually found uh, a weapon that has that Ash, uh, that ability on it. And then, yeah, just kind of cheese that first phase. Still had to deal with her second phase and did that legit. But once I got to the second phase, considering the build I did have, I was able to almost immediately in that second phase, bring her health down to a quarter. And so then it was just then it became me dodging and timing her attacks. And in listen, that second phase, the, the attacks, I, I think, are much easier to, to evade.
1: L- listen, I just want to I want to just expand on something you just said, um, mm-hmm. you said you know you you cheesed her or uh you, you use that cheese hacking. i was so like i've been pretty clear about this the last couple of weeks where i'm just playing you know no magic i'm i'm still playing no magic uh, Yeah, but i you know i'm trying to do things just sword dodging like you mm-hmm. know classic dark soul style Yeah, um blocks. yeah but mm-hmm. i got to the valiant gargoyles have you done this they're like an optional uh boss fight down uh, in, like I, the wells.
0: I I know of them. I don't believe I did them. It's two of them, right? Yes, two, like, yeah, it's two of them. And they appear in other games, essentially. Okay. Right?
1: Yeah. So, um. I went in, and I I, I was having like a good time with the game. Like it was challenging. It wasn't. It, nothing felt like too overbearing at this point. Mm-hmm. I went in, and I was like, I I was just getting the floor wiped with me because like you you take it down the first one down by half, and then the second one shows up. And then it's just, like, there's sprayings, poison mist everywhere. And I was, mm-hmm. like, I'm having a miserable time. Uh, yeah. And I, this is the first time, because, uh, like, last week I was sick when I recorded. And I didn't even feel good enough to play or, like, have the energy to play until, like, uh, so I stopped. I didn't play anything for, like, five, six days. So my first day back, it was just, like, I was getting my, the floor wiped with me. And I was, mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to go level up. I've, like... I've been on TikTok, I've been watching videos and I come across people just going like, hey, you go to this spot, you can like get easy runes and just level up. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna increase my level by 10, come back and see what happens. And it's still still a challenge, you know? Like just because you level up a certain amount or you use a certain tactic, you still gotta dodge, you still gotta get those hits in and you just, you just can't swing and win. Um, oh yeah, there's- there's yeah. no-
0: there- yeah. for the most part, there is no yeah. over-leveling in order to overcome yeah. bosses. At least not late game. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I did see that one article with somebody leveled up to like level 91 before they faced Margit because they had heard- <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, they had heard how brutal he was. And so, I think in that scenario, yeah, you could <laughs> overlevel. Yeah. But, no, once you get late game, yeah, there's not there's not a ton you can do. It really does come down to learning the the patterns and still dodging. I mean, you might get the fight over with faster, mm-hmm. uh, but it's definitely not going to be a case. Uh, well.
1: like, like, if you get hit, you still take a shit ton of damage. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. who it is. Even if it's a regular enemy, you still take a ton. Um, yeah. And so, like, what I came to realize was, like, I don't want to be banging my head against why am I like creating these like fake rules for myself yep. um, uh, when it comes to this? Like, why am I why am I sitting here judging other people for how they play or how they want to play when I'm just like, oh, that looks like a lot of fun. Like, well, just go mm-hmm. go have fun. I'm still not using magic, but um, I ended up getting uh, the Mimic Tier uh, Ash, oh. I did, I leveled oh. it up to ten because oh. and it's so good. You know, like sometimes you get those NPC summons or you have a buddy mm-hmm. come in, what's better than, what's better than a friend or an NPC summon? Another you. <laughs>
0: yep. And not, and not just another you, but another you with a much larger health pool. Yeah,
1: and, and so. who can just like take on shit for yeah. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, so you know, like you, you say you cheese, but honestly, in my opinion, you just use what the game offered then. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> him, <so. laughs>
0: yeah, at the end of the day, I think me and all yeah. my friends agree that yeah. if it's, if it's in the game, and yeah. then it's a mechanic for all like all, for all that we're concerned, right? Yeah. As I beat it. And like I said, I was, it's one of those things where I feel better about doing stuff like that uh, once I've beat that phase mm-hmm. n- normally, right? Like, it, and not with other methods, we'll say. Uh, so that was the biggest roadblock for me and took the most amount of time. After that, for the most part, I, I thought the game was... Uh, straightforward I mean I was it was still difficult I, I was leveled by the time I beat the game I was around level 168
1: 169 okay. something like that I'm at and 97 so, I think right now mm-hmm. and so damn that, that's that's kind of crazy because I don't even think I hit a hundred in previous games
0: yeah so I yeah. am a uh, part of the reason I think I was able to get to that level I mean part of it is that by the time I beat the game I, it was somewhere around 105 hours I had been into it <laughs> but a lot of that time had also been put into helping my friends get mm-hmm. through some of the earlier sections and people who don't normally play these games kind of teaching them and shepherding them along, right? And so I was, and you get runes for that. And so I was getting a lot of runes and especially when I went back and helped them with the boss and stuff like that. And yes, by the time I was at level, you know, 160 or so, we're talking over 100,000 runes I need just to get one level. Mm-hmm. So it it did get expensive and it wasn't like i was even even the farm spots in that game i i would have to get you know to get four or five levels it would have taken me like 35 minutes of farming and that's just not fun in my opinion yeah and so i i didn't resort to that all that much but i still found i still found them difficult Uh, the mimic terror is a huge help especially at level 10. yeah Um, i was able to take on the rest of the bosses Using a combination of the mimic terror and my and my normal build, my normal abilities and stuff yeah. like that, I found that the second to last boss, once you got past the first phase, I found the second phase to be kind of easy. Um, but that last boss, that last boss was a, was difficult.
1: <laughs> okay, I thought uh, say it was a joke.
0: <laughs> no, it was difficult. I, yeah. I actually got through the first phase the first time out. Okay, and then, and then immediately died, like immediately died in the second phase, and so I must have, you know, played it over and over and over again. And what I found was oftentimes, because because the first phase in itself was difficult, I was going into that second phase with so few pots and stuff like that, um, and then because I was the build I was, if anything hit me, I was one shot. Just the nature of the the build I was going. Uh, So I end up looking to see if there's any strategies out there on getting through the first phase faster. And I stumbled upon (laughs) a strategy that breaks the AI in the first phase. Uh, Okay. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And honestly, because I had already beat him many times legit the first time, I have no shame and breaking the AI in the first one. <laughs> and then it became, honestly, then it became much more enjoyable for me because at that point I had to, I actually had enough time to learn the second phase and take on the second phase. Uh, I think I could beat both phases now back to back mm-hmm. if it, you know, in a new game plus. Uh, but honestly, like getting through that first phase and then instead the dying on that second phase was just n- no fun at all. Yeah. Uh, but I did get what I believe is considered the best ending in the game. And did it,
1: did the story make sense to you? Com- no. Or, no? No. <laughs> Not at all, yeah, I figured. No. I, I go on, like I've been on like forums or reading articles and uh-huh. people are talking about like certain storylines. And I was like, yeah. what? Th- that's mean, I, what was happening there?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no clue. I have no yeah. idea what's going on in that, in that game. I, I kind of understand the ending and, and what is being accomplished with the ending. Uh, and I enjoyed the ending that I got. But uh, yeah, I have no clue. Like, honestly, there's so much lore, too, and there's so many things going on that. If you asked me now to explain something that happened like in the middle of the game, I don't think I could even remember or <laughs> I don't think I could tell you at all what was going on. I will say this, though. This is probably one of the best games I've ever played. After, I mean, obviously beating it mm-hmm. and pitting in this amount of time, I would feel that way. I, I, if it wasn't for the fact that I still have friends who haven't finished it, which, you know, of course I do. They, they haven't pit, you know, they weren't as obsessed or had time that I did put into it. But I, I would have probably rolled into a new game plus and, and and treated that as something like I dipped into every now and then. But for now, I've held off on doing that because I do want to be able to have the whole map unlocked for me to help friends out and stuff like that.
1: Did you? Um... No, I, I'm just laughing at what you told me after you finished that game. You me- so you messaged me after you finished, and you mm-hmm. go, "I'm not going to play video games for four to five days." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and I just laughed. I was like, I was like, I I I kind of get it. I I get it. Yeah. Like I everyone I have talked to, everyone, uh, and, and it's just bonkers that, like, everyone that I've been talking to about this game, it feels like everyone is playing it, everyone is loving it, no one's complaining about difficulty or anything, they're just having so much fun exploring and then progressing in their own way, mm-hmm. uh, like, and, like, people are like, it's the best game I've ever played, or one of the best games I've ever played, it's, there's nothing that I've seen come short of that from anybody, which is, like, which is nuts, um, and, like, the fact that it sold 12 million copies is mind-blowing that's not you know these were these were niche games yeah. they were these weren't supposed this is not supposed to be a blockbuster franchise <laughs> and it right. is now uh, you know uh, Bandai Namco I believe referred to it as a franchise so uh, I ring 2 let's bring it let's do it <laughs> um, no but like uh, for me I've been like I died back in yesterday I've been having such a good time with it, um, it there was a tweet I saw that goes, um, "If you're not careful, there's only one minute between 10:30 p.m. and 2:30 a.m." <laughs> yeah, uh, no, and, it, it, absolutely, and, and that's what and that describes this game perfectly. Um, where my wife's like, "We have early morning. Make sure you come to bed on time." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just doing this one thing." And next thing I know, it's 2:30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, uh, I've like wrapped up Caleb. I've like gone around, done everything there. I took down that big dude in front of the beast sanctum with my mimic tear that was, uh, I, d- I didn't have, yeah, I didn't do what you guys did. What I didn't realize was, once you give enough death root to the guy inside, the the vendor inside, he yeah. um, becomes hostile. So as I was fighting him, he became hostile behind me. <laughs> and, oh, I,
0: should, uh, I, I should go and see if that guy is still there, because I have a whole bunch of death roots that I never gave him. Just because nothing I was getting yeah. from him felt worth.
1: Yeah. I, I like I, I think that's where I get frustrated sometimes where I do these quests or I turn in items and I get like incantations and stuff. And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. believe in any of this. Yeah. <laughs> like my character doesn't believe in this. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I wrapped that all up. And I think now I have, I got these like medallions for the Dectus escalator like i i haven't unlocked the northern part of this map it's still Mm -hmm. all fog of war for me so i am a little bit confused on where to head next but i had the two tokens for that elevator so um i think that's where i'm gonna go um yeah this game is absolutely incredible i can't believe how they could they could have cut 75 percent of the content in this game and they would have had a a dark souls game like a full-fledged dark souls game yes um honestly even if you run into these games go buy it go play it. <laughs> like, I, I think, I, I think you might just have a very good time.
0: <laughs> I will say that I do wish that they change something. So the way multiplayer works right now, while it's mm-hmm. the best it's ever been, it should still be better, right? Yeah. I should be able to just send out an invite to my friend, bring them into the world, anywhere, like, any place. I shouldn't be locked out of having a friend Come into the world once i have beat that area boss you know if we want to run around and explore it more and find you know granted once you get into a dungeon a new dungeon that you haven't completed you can summon them in then yeah. but i should be able to just run around with my friends especially if i've already beat the boss in that area make it like destiny
1: um, 2 where you just shoot an yeah. invite they show up under ship, yep. <laughs> and drop in you
0: know especially since so i will say i i do understand part of the reason for not doing that so you have to imagine that part of the reason is so that you don't just invite a low-level player into your world they're hanging out passively gaining experience from these higher level enemies that you're beating yeah weak but you can still power level your friends like you can still go into your friends world and drop golden runes that you have that are you know level 10 11 12 you can drop there are named runes above golden runes that you can drop that you know, oh, 20K, 30K. And so that is still possible. So, and, and at the end of the day, like I understand having like a vision on how these games should be played as a developer. But if that's how people want to play it and that's how they want their experience to be, then then let them, you know, they're not going in there. They're not hacking the game, right? Yeah. And so just let them. I know my friends, honestly, we've gone to their opening worlds. We've dropped them golden runes because at some point, as I stated, you get to a, a, a part of the game where those don't do anything. You know, they end up becoming yeah. if you are trying to get something and you're just a little bit off, but an easier way to get that, make that up. But you just start stacking them in your inventory and not even touching them. Yeah, well, and so,
1: I mean, I, yeah, I mean, there's that. And like, I've seen videos now of like how people know that people have time with the game have beaten it. They have like critical path to the way to like, hey, we can instantly get you if you just Follow this path, you do these yeah. things, you can get a legendary weapon, you can get to, like, level 50, have, yeah. like, 25 in mind, and then dex, and just, like, uh, and, like, intelligence, and then, like, have this OP weapon, and just go yeah. in and, like, one-shot Margaret. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and here's, here's the thing, though, is that I still, I've, we've
0: gone in, we've kind of boosted some of our friends up, mm. and all is done is make the game more enjoyable but, for yeah. them, especially as people who are just starting out. and don't you can miss me with that gatekeeping stuff you know with like everybody having to sever. i I like to call it the frat mentality you know Mm -hmm. i have never met somebody who was at least back in our time they might do things different now so i don't want to slander all fraternities but back in my time talking to people who were pledging and or who had just got done pledge and talking to them about their experience and them being like i these people expect me to call them like my brother. And I don't know how you pit someone through the kind of stuff we went through or treat them that way and then expect us to be brothers. And yeah. then the next year do the same thing to a new pledge class and justify it as, oh, this is what I went through. So you have to go through it. You know, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. And so, you know, there, there are plenty of times where because of my mentality from playing Bloodborne and stuff like that, where I was like, you know what? I want to beat this boss on my own or i want to try and then i had to break out of that word there were parts where i was like i'm just not having fun right now let me call my buddies in and hang out with my friends and take on this enemy that one we're making more difficult because when you bring friends in it does increase the health that the bosses have but also just make it more fun and make it a puzzle that we're trying to solve together you know
1: i I, so me personally i i am of the mentality of like I just want to do this solo like i know you have, you've said that at times like hey let's just if you need help just mm-hmm. let me know i'll co-op i'll jump in and we'll like we'll work through stuff together but for mm-hmm. me it's like i always want to do it solo. there are like i you know i think that uh, first week we talked about elden ring i shared that video of like that one tough night that i used the elevator trick on you did the same thing uh-huh, I yeah. can't, there's, a, there's an area where on your way to the valiant gargoyle boss fight um there's two of these nights i spent about an hour and a half that night, um, trying to like fight these guys and just kept on losing. But I was dropping too many runes mm-hmm. and uh, I should have just grabbed the runes and gone back and just like leveled up. But no, I was like, I gotta fight him and I gotta win. I ended up giving up. And in my mind, I was like about to jump in your party and be like, I just need two guys to come in right now. What, so and just, I'll just fuck these guys <laughs> up. Because, so- like, that's, I know, and like, that's what I'm gonna message you one of these days and yeah. I'm just gonna be like, meet me here. Point that your side. No. And we're going to fuck off because that's, they that's, deserve it. <laughs> that's how,
0: you know, our, our buddy Taylor, that's how he plays, right? Yeah. Is he's like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to go along this path. And then every once in a while, he'd be like, "How many of you guys just hop in here with me? Like, I, I've pit in the time. I've put in the work. Yeah. I'm just not having fun right now. Or I can't figure out where to go next on, on this quest. Am I heading in the right direction? Like, I think that's okay. I think that's part of the beauty of, like, Dark Souls and Soulsborne games is that sense of community and talking to people and being like, "Oh, I haven't done this. Have you seen this over here?" or and not not necessarily like giving everything away or or even like playing the game for them, you know? When I go in there into this world, first off, it scales you. So it's not even like I can't go in there at 170. I think I'm I think technically I'm 174 right now. I can't go in there at 174 and one-shot everything. In fact, most of the time I go in there and I'm complaining to them about how tiny my uh manabar <laughs> is, you know, it's like, what yeah. is this? A school for ants? And so I uh I I I I don't and I like I said I have that same mentality where certain things where I did want to go in and try to face the bosses by myself. And actually mo- most of the main bosses I I beat on my own. You know uh the <laughs> final two bosses I, I beat on my own. And Did so, the end
1: of that game feel like a boss gauntlet? Or was it like well-spread? Yes. Okay.
0: No, no. It feels like a little bit of a boss gauntlet. Well, mostly because, and not to be... <clears throat> you know, I don't want to spoil anything. But, you know, you fit, you get to a, a section of the map. And then you get to the end of the the section. It's a, it's a relatively small area compared to the rest of the areas in the game. And you face a boss. And then you go to another section. And you walk to an area and you face a boss and there's nothing in between that. Um, and there are story reasons for that, but and there's nothing in between that. And then you walk a little bit farther and you face another boss and then immediately after you face the final boss and that's okay. kind of the cadence at, at the end. Um, but it didn't feel like a gauntlet, you know why? Because I think. I think a lot of times when I think of uh, games that have like these boss gauntlets at the end. I am not trying the same boss over and over again. And a lot of times also they reset your progress. You kind of have to go back to that first boss in the gauntlet. Whereas this very much is the same case of like, oh, I beat this boss. I don't have to face him again, you know? Um, And so because you do spend at, at least me a few attempts learning the patterns and getting the boss uh down in your mind it it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's bang 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 Mm -hmm. in my opinion um yeah no i it's still too soon for me to go fully in depth on on this game and i'm really hesitant to even talk beyond how i felt and and the things i enjoyed about it because i don't want to spoil anything I, i don't i think it is like every single moment in that game especially when it comes to the bosses because of the character designs it has to be experienced for yourself in, in my opinion first it's rather great. than than seeing it and going oh this is what he was talking about
1: yeah it's it's honestly uh, and i think this is this might be the last week where we talk about this in depth yeah go, because like i still got a, bit, a lot to play but i don't know if i'm gonna have anything new maybe i'll have, share like an anecdote or two if mm-hmm. anything interesting happens um, but yeah, I, I don't know how any game comes close, uh, to this, this year. It's this feeling of satisfaction of, of from exploration, from playing. It's not a perfect game. Uh, I, it's, I don't think anyone is saying that. Right. But it is as close to perfect of a gaming experience. Um, <laughs> uh, I could have asked for, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I love uh, you know I can't I've come I've come around in the from software games and I t- it turns out I love them yep, uh, me too I I don't even I didn't even think you were that high on Elden Ring leading up to its launch I knew you're like excited but, uh, yeah like, I, you are I, you are you are nowhere near <laughs> where you are now yeah 100 um, it wasn't I until think, the reviews you, came out I yeah. had
0: we talked about this I had a, yeah. a, a collector's edition pre-ordered canceled yeah. it because I was like you know what I'm just I'm just gonna game fly it I'll play it I'll send it back And the day before, saw them pop back up, bought it, and yeah, I just went so far in, man, down the rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, all right. And so, you know, I think with that, let's close that chapter on Elden Ring and move on to uh, a game where you have flasks to (laughs) restore health. You have a sword and shield and a map. (laughs) And, you know... um. It's a lot like Dark Souls and Zelda, if if I ever had to say so. Uh, You play a little fox in this game named Tunic, where... uh, uh, Like, uh, the best comparison for it, and I think we said this back... um, During the demo event. During the demo, it's like Zelda meets Dark Souls. Um, You wash up on a beach... Uh, you enter a cave where there's a chest. I was actually hoping for an old wizard uh. man, <laughs> and he gives you he gives you a stick. And you mm-hmm. like it, the level. I put like an hour and a half in it. it um, Tunic dropped today. Released on PC uh, and Xbox One and Series consoles. Uh, with a surprise, you know, we'll go into the news, about... or maybe I'll go a little bit early on this, but a yeah. surprise dropped on Game Pass. I yep. was ready to drop $30 on this. Game. We
0: literally last week you had yeah. asked, Hey, is this coming to game pass? I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and, and me saying, no, I, I don't think so. Or maybe I said, maybe, I don't know, but we checked and it wasn't. And then, yeah, the news came out today and I was ecstatic, man. I was so, yeah. so happy. But then also I was like, I don't know if I can play another game with difficulty spikes, like, like this. <laughs> After I kind of just need a, a break. Honestly, I am really, really looking forward to next week's releases because although I'm I'm less excited now after some previews came out for Ghostwire Tokyo. But uh I'm excited to play that and to play Tiny Tina's man. I think Tiny Tina's Wonderland is like exactly what I need as a mm-hmm. palette cleanser from Elden Ring.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it it it's so strange because I feel like uh i i'm with you like i you know me i've been screaming for an opportunity to play strangers from paradise fantasy Mm -hmm, origins mm -hmm. and like i i did not pick it up like i i was about to pull the trigger and i was like realistically i'm not in the mood for another souls like experience that's something with a difficulty but like the fact that Tunic dropped on Game Pass and uh, it, it yeah, it felt different enough. I was like, I mean, I will I, play it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah, it it has it, been great experience. It, I mean, if you play the Zelda game, uh, it, it's I it, it's an iso- isometric um, it's, it's isometric game where you're making your right way through the map, um, using your items that you find to progress, enter caves and dungeons, um the game doesn't make it clear on what you're supposed to do, and you can't read any of the signage. Some of it's in English, some of it is just plain symbols. And so you're kind of piecing your way through it, giving context clues. And I don't I don't think this was in the demo that was put out, but I think one of the coolest things this game does is across the map, you will find these like shining uh, diamonds, square pieces, and they're pages of the manual for the game. And so, when you pick them up, you have you get a uh, you get two pages, the front and back of that page, uh, and it will explain some sort of concept. Not all of it is in English; some of it is. And then you kind of look at it and you piece together what information you can. Uh, and so, like the very first one you get is just like the beginner's guide to your adventure, and it's like, well, you want to go your quest for the starting area. It's a light, like these three uh, beacons, uh, and so. Uh, these are the locations for those uh, and so then you keep on going and you come across another page that will show you what the basic controls are for this game And another one that will show you like hey These are the items in this game and like some of them might have English text one of them was like Make sure you use your weapons like use your bombs like there's a reward for using your bombs and so I came across an enemy on a bridge and I I was trying to kill it and I just kept throwing bombs and I got an achievement unlock for her. Like, <laughs> and, and, and it got an achievement description is like, you, you use the tool tip on page 17 of the manual. And I was like, that is that, cool. That's that, awesome. That, it, it, it's, it, it's like nice and smart. It's, yeah. The combat hasn't been too difficult, but you have to be smart. They have um, like, you have a dodge roll animation and like in the manual, it actually shows you like this part of your um, dodge. Has invincibility frames. <laughs> like it literally spells it out. They're like, when you yeah. see the dust in the beginning part of your role, you're invincible. Everything after, you can get hit. And I was like, that's awesome. That that that's that that's neat. Um, and so the game is very charming. Uh, it looks fantastic. Even on the series S, it it, it looks crisp. It runs smooth. No stuttering or uh frame rate uh, issues of any kind. Uh, I did. I, I think my only issue was, uh, which I showed you like during the pre show was. I got a key for this door in order to progress. And I went, entered that house and I could not figure out what to do. And it was just like a hidden doorway in plain sight that just yeah. didn't look like a door. Um, and so that was uh, the only annoying part. Um, it kind of feels like a nice. It, if you're in the mood for <laughs> Elden Ring, but you're like, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. deal with that stress, mm-hmm. but I want something that like, I, I want coke, but I don't want all those calories, maybe I want mm. diet coke, that's yeah. what tunic is.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I also... All, all the great
1: I, feelings, not not that difficulty just no. yet. <laughs>
0: no. All the flavor, none of the yeah. calories. I did see that it will take anywhere from like 10 to 14 hours depending on how thorough you are to beat that oh, that's game. that's not bad. Yeah, and after 105 plus hours, I that sounds good, so... Maybe I will boot it up this week and we'll, we'll see by next week we'll, whether or not I've tackled it. Uh, I,
1: it's, it's still still bonkers thinking of spending like a hundred hours in a video game nowadays, especially like at our age, um, because we're, we're so used to moving from one game to another. Like yeah. like you're right, like 10 to 14 sounds amazing. Um, I mean, if, if you're a fan of Zelda or if you're a fan of like the Souls games, give Tunic a try. Uh, I think I think this is much more accessible. Um, to a lot of folks. Um, I, I, I mean, like, even that original Zelda, it's a pretty difficult game uh, at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, so I, I think uh, I think Tunic is great, especially if you have Game Pass. If you don't have to pay anything for it. Uh, give it a shot. Uh, and it plays great in the cloud, uh, <laughs> which, uh, you know, it has also well come to. So, definitely give that a go. All right. That wraps
0: up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. It was just last week where I was complaining about the news coming out of Blizzard and how all I really wanted to hear about was Overwatch 2 and, and, and Diablo. Well, I have gotten half of my wish. Overwatch 2 goes into beta in April and Blizzard now plans to release PvP portion sooner. So, uh, Overwatch 2 is now playable in a newly launched closed alpha test Blizzard Entertainment announced Thursday. Playable beta test for Overwatch 2 aimed at a larger group of players will launch on PC in late April. Blizzard says it's changing its release plans for Overwatch 2, decoupling the game's PvP and PvE elements in an attempt to get the sequel's competitive multiplayer content into player's hands sooner, while it continues to work on single-player and cooperative content. I mean, this is what we talked about with Halo, right? Yeah. Is go ahead, get the PvP out, get a portion of it, you know people playing
1: and then release the rest of the stuff later people, uh, I, people will play the pve whenever it, it is ready yes. when that campaign is ready I'll come and uh, it'll be great but like i think og overwatch is dead, dead. no one's excited right. no one wants to go back and play it doesn't yeah. like I, I i was reading a conversation um about loot boxes and how overwatch set the model for loot boxes um that kind of set like the industry industry standard for it and kind of like became that problem uh yeah. and uh, it, it's kind of bonkers because like now we're in so, so ingrained in like the Fortnite battle pass system across all our games that like you think back to loot it's like why is anyone even doing that anymore mm-hmm. and so and like they never adapted overwatch never adapted to like a, a season pass model uh with like content um uh, rolled out like as you slowly progress through a season and it's kind of bonkers it's like it, this franchise needs a shot in the arm more than any other one i know um and so if they can get this out at least the pvp out this year that'd be great but i don't even think yeah. that's gonna that's i in, mean in the roadmap.
0: the the reality is that i think most people who are excited for an overwatch 2 are just excited for the pvp anyway considering that that's all that was in the original Mm-hmm. And so I I think it makes a ton of sense to get it out a, as soon as possible, and uh, and yeah I mean we'll see I, I I'm interested I even contemplated like signing up for the beta the that's happening in the playable beta test that's happening in in yeah. late April. It's PC so, only. It's PC only, which is what stopped me from doing it. So I we'll signed- see.
1: Yeah, I signed up. I was like, eh, maybe I'll give it a shot. Uh, I don't know if I'll be the right person to talk about it, but if I got time, why not?
0: Um, so we'll see what actually, you know, what the impression is and, and, and what people are talking about it when that is all said and done. I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited. I went back to Overwatch recently and was playing with some of the guys just because, I, I don't know, I, I just saw had that. an itch to I, try it I again. saw that. Um, and and it was it was fun, man. That over I think Overwatch does feel good to play. I think it's there are some aspects of it that are super refreshing, and I don't necessarily love the actual modes that are there, mm-hmm. uh, like payload. I I don't love payload. I much prefer the the two capture points or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see new maps. I think new maps more than anything, uh, and to see what comes of it. Alright, next bit of news, Super Nintendo World, the Nintendo theme park, is coming to the US in 2023. The first US-based Nintendo theme park is scheduled to open in 2023 at Universal Studios Hollywood. Per the official announcement, the immersive land will be a visual spectacle of vibrant colors and architectural ingenuity located within a newly expanded area of the theme park, featuring a groundbreaking ride in interactive areas to be enjoyed by the whole family theme shopping and dining will enhance the entire experience. Um so I really really wish this was coming to Universal Orlando. I know yeah. one has been in the works and was originally uh supposed to be the first US-based location, but I I'm probably going to wait for that one <laughs> just cuz it's a much shorter flight and I have no interest in going all the way out to the West Coast for this necessarily. Um the- but what are your thoughts? Are you excited? Are you gonna go uh, out there?
1: Um, so I am super excited for this. I so l- let me just get the disclaimer out of the way. I do work for Peacock, which is owned by NBC Universal, which mm-hmm. owns Universal Studios. Uh, it all falls underneath that parent company there. So mm-hmm. uh, that, so you're sure? the way. you say can can be be trusted. This is the best game, theme park in the world. <laughs> no, bias um, <laughs> bias media. I um I I'm actually really pumped for this, but I yeah. think we had we we're having this discussion with my sister-in-law and they want to bring their daughter um to disney world uh this year after she turns one mm-hmm. and i was like i feel like that's too young for the kids because they're so little uh yeah they might have fun but they won't remember it yeah they won't so remember was like, anything yeah and so i'm like well this is cool i could bring him he won't remember it but honestly it's more for me Denver. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean I, I took my
0: daughter to Magic Kingdom I think she was five years old four years old maybe yeah. and she's eight now she doesn't remember any of it so oh, damn yeah kids
1: yeah make them happy and they forget yeah you never and, did anything for me you never brought yeah. me to Disney World we had pictures of you with all the yeah princesses. Yeah. <laughs> look
0: you're wearing Belle's dress uh, yeah. no I yeah it, it is it is it's for you man honestly yeah. Yeah,
1: and, so, no, and honestly, for my wife as well, um, mm-hmm. we we went to Universal in Florida a few years back. We had a good time, got terribly sunburned. Uh, but uh, if hey, if I can get full time at Peacock, I think there's some benefits to go to Universal as nice. an employee. So uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And see if there's a spot on their legal team for me. I can oh, use yeah, some I'll, free passes. Because Uh-oh, let me uh, tell you, I was bye. just there at Universal this past summer. It's and pricey. it is expensive.
1: I How did they get so pricey?
0: I, when? I don't know, man. It's 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 brutal. Yeah, man. And the funny thing is, it used, it used to be that my mom would just buy the tickets because she's a Florida resident and she gets a discount. But if you're an adult now and you go on a Florida resident ticket, you have to show them an ID that shows that you live in Florida. And uh-huh. so I was like, look. My wife and I don't have Florida IDs. Uh, my, w- my mom lives here, but we're bad parents and my kids are being raised by their grandmother. So we're going to keep that pricing for the kids' tickets and we're, we'll go pay for our full price tickets. And they're like, yeah, all right, that's fine.
1: <laughs> Wait, that actually worked? <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's awesome.
0: Yeah, because they can't, the kids aren't going to have IDs anyway. There's no way yeah. for them to prove. And my mom's like, yeah, I raised them. And so, uh, so that worked. Anyway, yeah, i I mean, like I said, I'm excited. I'm excited for when it comes to Orlando because yeah. my mom lives outside of there. It's just two birds, one stone kind of thing. Yeah, I,
1: I um, I followed a bunch of like I don't care for YouTubers, but the Japanese YouTubers. Or mm-hmm. I was like all up in the uh, their uh, video feeds when uh, they did like the you know like the influencer visits and like when people mm-hmm. were going and just apparently there's like a, an app that you use to like a, track everything and there's achievements tied mm-hmm. to it. So achievements at a theme park sound sounds like my cup of tea, <laughs> as long as it's not too crowded.
0: Um, all right, let's move on to the next bit of news. Steam Deck runs Windows now. Valve has always been clear that the Steam Deck could run Windows, but it needed official Windows 10 drivers to do so. The company, well, now they are available. The company posted a link to the drivers on the Steam blog as well as instructions on how to get back to the Steam Deck OS if players get struck. I love that Valve is just being like, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. You want to do this? Go for it. It's yours. You bought it. You know." Which does fit in line with what they originally said was why they wanted to run all of the Steam OS off of Linux, right? Is they kind of yeah. wanted it to be more open and not this closed thing. They wanted to, you to have a little bit more uh, freedom. Um, Valve did, however, mention that the Steam Deck uh, uh does have dual boot os capabilities but that the wizard for the dual boot isn't ready yet um and so
1: so uh, this is where uh, so i mean this is a story i like looked at and i was like i mm-hmm. could skip this early this but i put it in mostly because I, I for two things one um i truly hope to see a second version of this steam deck and that comes out and like this is just normal like it is a portable pc or a linux device or or like steam os machine depending on how ever you want to use it yeah um there's that and two it just like also highlight the fact that like hey while this thing is out it also did come in pretty hot and there's a lot of functionality that is um still to come but i think by the time people get their steam decks at the end of the year hopefully a lot of this stuff is ironed out and out um it, now, it also now allows people to play Destiny 2 on this thing because uh, Bungie had come out and said they're not supporting uh, SteamOS and Linux. Yeah, uh, because it, 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 of
0: the anti-cheat software that they use. Yeah. That's really what it comes it. down to. And
1: if you try to circumvent it using Linux, um, they would just ban you outright, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I don't blame them for. they got to keep the integrity of the platform uh, for the yeah. game intact. Yeah, but no, it's good news. Uh, I'm happy and uh, excited to see how Steam Deck evolves over the course of this year. This is like By, one of those things. I'm glad I didn't pre-order yes, as much exactly. as I was feeling a bit of FOMO exactly. when like the hands-on previews came out. But um, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm. feel say, confident is for now, like a second version.
0: Yeah, is now that people actually have this in their hands, you're getting a lot of people talking about how when it works, it's amazing. It mm-hmm fulfills everything it kind of set out to be and, and do but when it doesn't it's a super clunky experience and product and so it does feel like something where whether it's the next iteration or just once this has had time out in the wild and they've fine-tuned things it it, it feels like there's so much potential there right uh, but it's just not meeting it yet so yes I am very glad that I didn't uh, go ahead and put in a pre-order just yet, and I want to kind of see where this evolves to and what future iterations we get. Whether it is a more powerful one or just one with more storage, whatever it may be, uh, I'm excited to see what happens. And I am actually surprised, even with some of the mm, genuine, generally positive but still mixed reviews, um, I'm ex- surprised to see just how positive it has been overall. Yeah, and so. Uh, it's it's I think it's a very very cool device and I'm excited to see where this goes and what other devices of this ilk we end up getting in the future if this is a success right because you have to imagine they're probably not going to be the only ones that do something like this you know especially if you can just get a device that just straight up runs windows on it um I think we're going to see more of this kind of stuff in the future I mean there have been companies dabbling and and showing things off as CES that were essentially this. I think Dell had one, if not last year, the year before, that was very, very similar concept to this. So, that mm-hmm. uh, they never went forward with, but still. Yeah. Anyway, some more good news. Dead Space remake is coming early 2023. Um, so, Electronic Arts remake of Dead Space is expected to arrive in early 2023. Developers of the game said during a live stream on Friday. Quote, we want to make sure that we're in a place where the game we're going to deliver is going to be delivering on the expectations of fans. That's what's most important. So right now, we'll say early next year. We have a date in mind. We want to make sure everything converges for this. We're actually just a couple weeks away from doing our first full walkthrough of the game. We're still pre-alpha, but we believe we're going to be in a solid position to meet the date that we have in mind. Um, I cannot wait for this. In the past, I have not been the biggest fan of remasters and remakes, but Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 3 remake remake have kind of changed my stance on that, especially when it comes to survival horror games. And the fact that they are doing something similar where they are going to change some of the map layout and environment design and some of the story beats and Make it more akin to a true remake like Resident Evil 2 remake rather than just a remaster. And so I am super, super excited about this now I would be more excited for a new entry in the franchise, but I would love if this comes out does well critically and sells uh, sales wise and then we see a cadence similar to what Capcom now does with the Resident Evil franchise where we're getting a remake, then a new title in the series, then a remake, then a new like you know um doing Do you... that going back and forth.
1: So correct me if i'm wrong, hasn't Capcom yes. also been like changing or maybe adding some bits to the story in the remakes that they've been doing like in 2 and 3 for Resident Evil?
0: So oh. I think they've made small changes, small changes. Um okay. I know I know I know that the talk and the rumors are that and maybe they just came out and said this that for Resident Evil 4 remake, they are going to differ more than they ever have from the original storyline and and setting. Um, but I think for the most part, they've been fairly faithful. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, but I, I actually can't speak to that because those are the first times I've played through those games is the remakes. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, I was gonna say like for Dead Space, even if they did a remaster in 2008 is a long time ago like yeah that's true i don't remember (laughs) i don't even remember that first dead space outside of like the feeling and yeah maybe some oddball moments here or there but yeah i this should be fun um i i'm you know this is i don't really look forward to remasters or remakes but this is up there for me uh as highly anticipated Speaking
0: of highly anticipated, Hogwarts Legacy is getting a 20-minute gameplay reveal this week. PlayStation's new state of play focuses on the game.
1: Uh, I I mean... Can I just say, every time this game is about to, like, have some sort of announcement, J.K. Rowling opens her mouth and, and just, like reminds people like hey like i i'm a terrible person uh, and i just kind of hope it opens up with like like a title screen that just goes fuck jk rowling now here's what they they already kind of did that right yeah. last time they showed it off you know? yeah uh, kind of i kind of want to mean, be more explicit
0: this time i don't around. know if they'll ever do that yeah. but anyway the first gameplay footage from hogwarts legacy will be shown thursday march 17th at 5 p.m. Eastern in a PlayStation state of play live stream. Uh, it, I think it's weird that we're getting state of plays two weeks apart,
1: especially, but, especially one just like, well, I, the this one is thing the, I'm confused about. It's like, why just, why is Warner Brothers even doing this as a state of play, why, well, this, why part,
0: this is yeah. the, the, this is the Nintendo model though, right? Although Nintendo tends to do these for their own games for first party yeah. games. Uh it I mean it's has to just be whatever the marketing deal is with with Sony, you know. Um it's so funny. I mean we're going to get to it later, but
1: uh is if this ends up being like Marvel's Avengers or like PlayStation gets like Ron <laughs> Weasley as like special as DLC character. Yeah. <laughs> uh now, I'm excited to see gameplay
0: and see what this is about. It, it's funny because I know a lot of people are really excited about this and have been hyped for it since its announcement, but mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I did just, you I don't know did man. You ever I just like see, can't be bothered.
1: Did you ever see the leaked footage that came out of this? Like years mm-hmm. ago. Yes. No It was like it was like a maybe mm-hmm. I think it was like a mall survey where they brought people into like a, a random mall where they brought someone so into like I re- a room Yes, I do footage. remember this. Yes. Yeah, and I remember seeing that footage and just being like, this looks so next-gen. This looks absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, and so I hope this looks good because it's been a very long time since then. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's 1800s. It's not tied to the Harry Potter. Uh, so, you know, you can have a lot of fun with... Um, what the wizarding world is mm-hmm. at that time. Um, quick aside: I, when I left the Batman last week after my wife and I left the theater, I posed a question to her, and I was like, "What would Batman look like in the wizarding world? Like, could you just imagine some vigilante wizard just going out and solving wizarding crimes?" He
0: was. I, in, I, he was in the wizarding world. Was he? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Well, play, was it one of those movies? God damn,
1: God damn it!
0: He was. I don't know what you're talking. He was.
1: God damn it! And
0: he got he got as God. Batman would. Batman would get got because okay. Batman doesn't have powers. Anyway, uh, moving on.
1: I like this next story. Uh, I already
0: talked about my excitement for Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and this got me even more excited. More games need to do this so many games have shown that you can do this spin spin-off tiny tina's wonderlands will have full cross platform play um and this time that includes playstation as well you know how so, many
1: times people ask me to do co-op in elden ring and uh-huh. they're either on pc or ps5 and i'm yep. just like i'm not starting a new game <laughs> yeah i have i
0: have uh my wife's cousin's husband is the biggest from fan i know you know and he has played Dark Souls 3 and even that Demon Souls remake. I think he's on like new game uh plus 4 right now. Oh my god. In, in his game. And he's the one that I'm playing through for the first time with um, although he's on a little bit of a break from it. And so he's got Elden Ring on PlayStation 5. I would love to play co-op with him, you know, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and so
1: I, yeah, and like I I just hope like with stories like this were full cross-platform play. Yeah. It, I, like I I, I, I don't want this to be a story next year you know like right. I want I just want it to be normal if mm-hmm. anything the story should be they're not doing crossplay because they yeah. suck <laughs>
0: so Randy Pitchford himself actually tweeted out Tiny Tina's Wonderlands will ship on March 25th with full crossplay for all platforms at launch including PlayStation it's so funny that he has to go out of his way to saying including PlayStation because they've been the biggest sticklers when it comes to this uh, incredible work from our engineers at Gearbox Software with thanks to our partners at 2K Games and first parties, including Sony, again, <laughs> for working together on this. Because
1: um, Sony blocked them up for Borderlands 3. Yeah.
0: Uh, yes, I am very, very, very excited for this game. I, it feels like the right time for me for this type of game. And so uh, I I just, I cannot wait. How <sighs> Something,
1: are the sto- artists? I've never finished the Borderlands game. Is uh-huh. the story worth it? Like, or is it just something you just like throw on with friends and you just kind of talk over the cutscenes? The story.
0: I think the story is worth it for me. Okay. I have enjoyed the story in all the Borderlands outside of the pre-sequel, which I did not play. Uh, I am also they I always play as a siren. And whatever this is spoilers for a game that's like 34 years old. I always play as a siren and in Borderlands 3. Both the siren from the first the, from the first game and the siren from the second game are both characters in that game and they both get killed at some point. And so it was like heartbreaking to me because those are the characters I played with and those are the characters I loved, and and they got caught And so uh, yeah, I think. I think they're ridiculous. I think they tend to lean towards lowbrow humor, but they also surprisingly have a lot of heart in them, in my uh-huh. opinion. And so, yes, I enjoy the the stories in them. Um, and so I'm very much looking forward to this one. And I'm, I'm not even looking forward to it from a story perspective. I'm just looking forward to it from a gameplay perspective and it being something that I can play with my friends stress-free and, and just cause chaos, essentially.
1: Could you... If this game gets stellar reviews, we might yes. just be seeing one of the best years in gaming ever. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, mean like, we, last it, year was great, but, like, this year has been spectacular yeah. so far.
0: If this gets good reviews, I mean, I mean, we're talking about not even a year, but, like, a month. I mean, how many better months have there been? Uh, mm. I guess the last time there would be a month like this is probably when Breath of the Wild and and horizon the first <laughs> release and so oh
1: God, poor forbidden west when yeah. are we gonna get back to that one?
0: I, i'm getting back to it tomorrow so okay maybe we'll see <laughs> i i still have some elder ring i still have some friends playing elder ring that i'm help. surprised
1: you didn't go for all the achievements uh
0: no, no 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 i just that that part is just not me i i get it and it doesn't seem like it would be that that difficult this time out but i just i'll, I'll help you i just no, <laughs> you're terrible all right Next, I got to take it out, man. I got to take the needle out. <laughs> uh, next bit of news, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak Expansion launches in June. Uh, Bilal, why don't you talk about this? Because I am learning more and more that as cool as these games look, I am just not into Monster Hunter, no matter I, how many times I try.
1: So I was excited for the PC release of Rise, and I was going to play it until I realized I am a father. And video games aren't right. uh, a thing that easily happened anymore. Yeah. Um, unless it's Elden Ring. Uh, but yeah, no, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is the first expansion, uh, will be priced at thirty nine ninety nine dollars um, for a standard version. And then there's a deluxe edition for forty nine ninety nine. dollars um, Capcom warned uh, Monster Hunter Rise players that they'll need about 13 gigs of storage space to house Sunbreak. Uh, It's coming to Switch and PC on June 30th this year. Uh, And, you know, they did a showcase, they put a trailer, showed off some new beasts and returning monsters. Um, It's, I mean, you know what you're going to get into with Monster Hunter um, at this point. If you're a fan, this is probably great news. It's more to play, more monsters, more items and features, but... Uh, as much as excited as I am for this, I just don't. I just don't see myself finding the time to play through original Rise to get to the new story, new locals, new monsters, and then there's also Master rank challenges in Sunbreak. Uh, but you know, if this is your game, go for it. Um, I know I still have Monster Hunter World Iceborne sitting for me, uh, waiting for me to start at some point. So i don't know if that'll ever happen um yeah but yeah that's it monster hunter rise on break in june this next story though i am excited about a, yes this is an expansion i can get behind
0: <laughs> so inscriptions casey's mod expansion is coming this week the expansion is a free addition to the game uh inscriptions new casey's mod expansion will arrive in the game on march 17th publisher devolver digital announced on tuesday Casey's mod expands the game's Act 1, the deck builder card game played in a very creepy lodge, and turns it into its own self-contained roguelite. While that's exactly how the normal game presents itself initially, a f- well, yeah, a few twists take it in a much larger direction. Um. But yeah, after seeing how popular it was, he decided to turn it into its own mode. I have to imagine that there's, go- it's not, there's going to be more to this, right? Yes, because... Like,
1: Casey is an in-game character. Yes. Um, And so it's not just like someone created a mod that improved this game. No, it's... (laughs) Yeah. uh, So uh, for me, I don't know if it's the same for you. I'm going to wait and see what the conversation is around this mod and see if it's worth jumping back into um, to see if it goes anywhere. I mean, the game was great, but... um, I don't know if I just want an endless version of um, you know if it just ends up being the endless version of uh, act one then I don't know if I want to jump back in just for that
0: all right next bit of news so EA cancels EA play live which usually takes place right alongside of e3 uh, the publisher said in a statement sent to IGN, we love EA Play Live as it's our oh, as, it, as it's our way of connecting with our players and sharing what's new with all of you. However, this year, things aren't lining up to show you everything on one date. We have exciting things happening at our world-class studios, and this year, we'll reveal much more about these projects when the time is right for each of them. We look forward to spending time with you throughout the year. Uh, last year, EA Play Live skipped E3 entirely and went down later on on its own. I also think that they have a terrible habit of showing and announcing games way too early and not actually showing us much of anything. Uh,
1: And so... You want to see what the new Mass Effect looks like? Yeah, exactly. In terms of concept art on some guy's monitor? Yes, exactly. (laughs) For five seconds? And they
0: they have to be aware of the criticism. And I think a lot of this also has to do with just how poor the reception was for battlefield this past year. Mm -hmm. I I think this is a super smart move. When was like, when was the last time that you were legitimately excited for one of their press conferences that they showed off? You know, yes, it's nice to know that these games are on the in the mix and are being worked on in some way or another, and on the minds of people over there. But if you're just going to spend most of the actual gameplay being shown off on Madden and FIFA and I mean we're definitely not getting another battlefield this year so I, I think it's better to just hold smaller focused events give you know talk about give us a respawn only uh, a, a state of play essentially right where you're showing off the next Star Wars games coming out from you know the next uh what uh, forbidden what is that what's that oh, my um god.
1: Star Wars Fall Fall Fallen Order Fallen yeah, Order fall in
0: Order Yeah No Fallen Order Jedi Fall Jedi Jedi Star, Jedi. Fall. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi, Jedi. Fallen fall in in order. order Yeah yes. So it was the sequel yes. to that one uh, You know Give us updates on Apex Like all that stuff is cool It doesn't have to be some big event You know yeah, I'd, I'd much I, rather I, I'd... I'd much rather get something like what we got from the You know the Dead Space developers and showing a video like that mm-hmm. on YouTube showing it off. And you can do it around E3 time if you want. It doesn't have to be this major thing unless you have the content to be there, right? Like, not for nothing, but outside of Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and maybe Devolver Digital, like all all the other press conferences that, that happen around and keynotes that happen around E3 time feel... Underwhelming and underbaked, and so it just doesn't feel like they have the content to flush those out. Like, look at Squares last year; that was awful.
1: I forgot and what they so. even
0: exactly.
1: Oh wait, no wait, we got Stranger to the File, Fa- Stranger it, of Paradise. Ex- Fantasy.
0: Exactly, <laughs> best and, game,
1: the best game uh, of twenty twenty two. Anyway. I mean what are um, your thoughts?
0: Are you how do you feel about this? Are you are you
1: A, a part of A part of me is just frustrated. Like what the hell is happening over there at EA? Cuz like honestly if it wasn't for Apex and Respawn, I don't know if EA has a win in their book. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um like it, it Respawn's the one that's carrying the studio. Like BioWare completely sank with Anthem. Uh, and you know that's not entirely, you know, that's just from top to bottom. Uh, a giant mess. Um, Dragon Age Four has been in development, I think, since I've been in college. <laughs> like, uh, and then the Mass Effect is also. It feels like it's in development hell. Like we've heard the, these games are coming for so long, and we only get minor teas. I, I won't even call them teasers. It's just like, hey, here's a logo, or here's just like an announcement, and it has nothing to do with the game. And so. All that is just frustrating to me, uh as like a fan of those franchises. Yeah. I just wanna know I just wanna see something out of those games. Like at least Mass Effect teased the poster, but it wasn't at an event. Um so would love to see what comes next. Some just something positive, something to get me excited about anything EA is doing at this point. Um I think the only thing I get excited about from them is probably F one. <laughs> uh which is A very odd thing to say because you wouldn't put that as number one in uh any list of uh things fans are excited for out of EA.
0: well for me it's apex but speaking of f1 we have our updated list of coming soon to xbox game pass which includes f1 2021 so coming to do that but (laughs) coming soon we have shredders coming uh march 17th tomorrow we have uh the dungeon of Nahubuck, the Emulet of Chaos, coming March seventeenth. Tainted Grail Conquest, coming March twenty second. Zero Escape: The Nonary Games, coming March twenty second. I, you like any of the Zero Escape games? i you heard, like those? I heard amazing like uh, thing what was about the first these one? Nine nine nine, and uh, I have all of them. I. Yes, yes. I think it's a collection of three of them or two of them.
1: The Nonary Games. There's a trilogy
0: yeah but no the i think there's i think two of them are included in this i think 999 hold on let's keep scrolling down uh i don't really nine, nine hour 90s. yeah, nine, yeah nine, so nine, nine hours
1: nine persons nine doors nine so 999 nine nine, nine, virtual last reward
0: and virtues okay. last reward so the, I've, those okay. are the two i've already played i've already played both of those oh, i've okay. i loved both of those i played them on the ds vita one of those the ds so I, I think are they mostly and visual novels? Or there... They are just visual novels.
1: Yeah. Okay, so cloud is, seems to be the way to go for that. For oh, players. yeah, you
0: could absolutely play this on the cloud, and it seems like the perfect fit. I, I really do enjoy those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Norco is coming March 24th. F1 2021, which I mentioned, is coming March 24th, and that's you if you have Xbox this. Game. I will, especially with the wheel. Yeah. Uh, and that is if you have Game Pass Ultimate or EA Play. Uh, Crusader Kings 3 is coming March 29th. To the Xbox Series X and S, and it's actually available now on the PC. And then Weird West is coming March thirty first. Also, as we already stated, Tunic uh, surprise release today as well. Now leaving soon, leaving March thirty first is Madden NFL twenty, Narita Boy and Shadow Warrior two. And leaving April uh oh, sorry, April eleventh is Destiny two Beyond Light, Shadow Keep and Forsaken. On PC,
1: Forsaken is already gone. So, okay, yeah, it's weird.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, again, I think it's a really solid lineup. I think the biggest thing, obviously, isn't even the one that's in here. It is Tunic, surprise releasing at the same time, and then uh, you know, Crusader Kings Ooh. Three. I know people are really excited about that. Wait. Also, yeah, you are bringing it up. They added touch controls to nine more games. Including Among Us, Katamari Damasi, Reroll, Luminous Remastered, Paparazzi, Rubber Bandits, Splunky 2, Telling Lies, Undungeon, and Young Souls.
1: I think touch controls for Luminous and Among Us are like really real well, cool. Well, uh,
0: Among Us already works on mobile devices with touch controls, oh, so yeah. that seems like a, <laughs> that's kind of yeah, you're yeah, right. <laughs> that seems like a pretty easy uh, implementation, uh, and yeah, Luminous seems like it would work. I mean, on Paparazzi, uh, uh, these games seem like smart Games to to do. I I think Splunky Two is the one where I'm like "Ah, I don't know about that. That's not the way I play that game. But all right, and sticking with Xbox and our last story of the week, we have Xbox best low key feature just got better. I don't know if this is their best low key feature. I think Quick Resume is is high key their best feature. I think you talk to anybody and they tell you that the best feature on the Xbox Series X and S and what from a base hardware perspective, not talking subscriptions and stuff like that. Uh. what separates it from the PlayStation and what is the best feature compared to the PlayStation 5 is Quick Resume. Uh, What they are doing as far as quality of life adjustments is they are now making it so that you can choose to specifically pin two games that will stay on the Quick Resume. So the way Quick Resume works right now is it only holds a certain amount of games. Unfortunately, it's not a set number of games. I think it's based on how much memory It actually takes to hold those games. So larger games require more memory, I believe. And that is eventually you will kick some of your earlier games out of that quick resume feature. My guess is that they have found that at the bare minimum, they can hold two games, no matter the size of them. And so that's what they've done here. And they've set it so that you can choose these two games to always just have there as quick resume. I think that that is awesome. I think that's so great. I wish, and I understand why it doesn't work. I wish Quick Room worked flawlessly with all games. Uh, it does not work with games that require a persistent internet connection, because of course you're not going to have that persistent internet connection. And even if you did, the servers would eventually kick you because they don't want loiterers on their servers. Right. Mm, So even if they could make it from their side of it, it's it's just the companies are not not, going to let you stay on there. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, this feature is so, so good, man.
1: You know the second best low-key feature?
0: Hmm.
1: Variable refresh rate. Still oh, not this available. PlayStation,
0: oh, that's so nuts. It's
1: still not uh, available on the PS5. I, I can tell you, um, playing Elden Ring on a TV or a monitor that doesn't support variable refresh rate or HTML 2.1, mm-hmm. it's night and day difference. It's so smooth on the LG OLED um thanks to vrr like i but when i play anywhere else it's just like i can see the frames not being smooth it's uh, I, I, yeah it it you need a very expensive tv to do it but my god does it make all the difference when you do have it i don't know my tv
0: is not oled expensive but oh yeah i guess i, it mean, is, I, guess it I, is I forget
1: yeah we're yeah. talking about possibly getting another one
0: mm, another <laughs> oled yeah Oh, okay, nice. I mean, that's probably gonna be my next TV. The problem is, I need something to happen in one of these. So, hey, listen, hey, you, you want to come visit? Le- leave wanna, the door open. <laughs> yeah, you want to come visit and bring your son once he starts walking around and stuff like that? You know, maybe we um, slip him
1: a little fiver. He throws a, a, a toy into my TV. So we, we we had this discussion, my wife and I, um, about so if we're gonna get a bigger OLED um, for yeah. a future home. I'm uh, getting a 77 inch, I think. Yes. Yeah, yep. that's that's what we're talking about. Yep. Uh, we're looking at the C one because they're discounted right now, right before the C twos mm-hmm. come out. Like, I had I'm using a C one right now uh, mm-hmm. for this podcast uh, stream, so and it's fantastic. I love this thing. Um, I don't need the minuscule difference. Um, but we were like, okay, but if it's, this is going to be in the family room, he's going to get older and his toys are going to be around, and so I like googled like, hey, are there like TV screen protectors? And like what I've come across is uh, a lot of people with like. Young kids or autistic kids um, tend to buy, uh, like, they have, like, screen protectors. They kind of, like, mount it, clip it up top, and it hangs over the front. Front. It's just, like, it, honestly, it's kind of just, like, plexiglass in front. But people yeah. are, like, yeah, you know, like, uh, some of the comments were like, I've gone through two 70-inch TVs uh, where, like, son just threw something at it. So, you know.
0: the the best, I, so I never had that habit with my kids. Yeah. Right? Thank God, because I'd have one less kid. <laughs> um, but I remember I'll never forget our buddy Garrett just got a brand new Samsung TV and it was like partially a gift I think from his uh parents in-law and like they helped him buy that stuff and it was like it was an expensive like top model one. Mm. and a couple weeks into it, he sends us a video from the cam in the living room. And it's just his son with like his toy kitchen or whatever in front and just taking one of the toys and launching it at the TV and it hitting the TV and just seeing it crack on this like low res video and stuff like that. And uh... I'll tell you what, I've never felt so much sympathy pain and laughed as hard <laughs> as I did watch that video. Just being like, Thank God that's not me. Um, and it was a situation where like his wife, wa- you can see in the video, his wife had walked away for a second and the kid like all- all- instantly knew like, I'm going to turn around and destroy this TV. <laughs>
1: it, It is my greatest fear. Like I am a person that is so particular with their stuff. Like I don't like people touching my things. Like there are very, like, very few people I do trust to just like come over and touch my stuff. Um, even it could be something as simple as a little figure sitting on my desk. I hate when like little kids are over and they're just like, Ooh, a toy. I'm like, no, (laughs) not a toy. (laughs) Leave it alone. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just how I always been. Uh, like just don't touch my stuff. And so it's like, this is my son. I can't, I cannot punt him into the sun (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't know any better. But like, if I can take a precaution on protecting a very expensive device, I will, um, I just hope he never learns that he can press the Xbox button to turn it on and off. <laughs>
0: oh, that's going to happen. <laughs> that's going to happen, or he's going to walk back there and just unplug it. Like, that's going to happen. Uh... I mean, everybody goes through that. Trust me. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Well, Blah, why do you let everybody know where they can follow you, where they can follow the site.
1: Yeah. Uh, you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore me uh, and follow the site at the workprint on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, and then you go head over to the work com where we got articles going up. Um, Christian put up an article the other day, uh, called why netflix should buy telltale games (laughs) uh and i'll tell you what telltale read that article (laughs) and reached out to him about it which was uh, i thought really funny um uh but you know and you know there's been other some articles about uh the marvelous miss Maisel finale a deep dive into peacemaker uh as well and so uh you know check out the content that's been going up at the site uh a lot of good stuff i just Uh, started
0: peacemaker actually
1: Ah, oh, isn't it great?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. My wife—it's so funny—we uh, watched the first episode, my wife and I. We went to watch the second episode, and I hit the skip intro button, and she's like, "But I <gasps> like the dance," and I was like, "I do too. I just didn't think you'd want to watch it again." I was like, "Don't worry, I'll never skip it again."
1: I, you know, did you uh, hear who did, uh, who uh, choreographed that dance? Who came up with it? No, Alan Tudyk. Oh, that's people. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, that, that intro always gets me. Part of me wants to do it as like a a dance at a friend's wedding, but I don't know how we would do it or if it would even make sense to anybody. Um that song is so good though. Um
0: Yes, agreed.
1: Uh yeah, everybody can find me
0: and follow me at SunnyVice20 S U N N Y V I C E two Zero across all social media and all video game platforms. Um I don't tweet as much as I should. But I like to think it is quality over quantity. So I, I don't tweet, post, do any of that stuff uh, as much as I should. But uh, I can not promise you that I will never share my Wordle for the day. So at least there's that.
1: I'm going to hack your account and post a Wordle.
0: <laughs> no. Anyway. All right. My camera just shut off. That's the sign for us to go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and hanging out with us. Thank you guys who listen afterwards. As I always say, I think the best way to support us is if you enjoy our content, come hang out or and tell a friend about us. Right. Leave a review on the podcast service of choice until next time. Oh, actually, before I forget, as always, thank you so much, man, for taking the time out. I know you had kind of a busy and came in super hot this week. Yeah, Um,
1: no worries. I I love doing this, so uh, it's always fun. All right. Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.